got all kinds of stuff up here. <laughs> so we are in January, and last week we said the theme for January was a grand rising. And I love that because it's an invitation for us to take this teaching to a higher level, to take these beliefs and these principles that we're practicing to even a higher level, to really throw ourselves with great abandon into the sea of receptivity. Ernest Holmes used to say that, loose of all moorings, so that we will get the, dem the greatest demonstration we can with that, that greatest commitment to these principles that we teach. So today's talk is leading with courage. And you know, it doesn't really matter what you're leading as long as you're leading with courage, right? Whether you're leading a company, or you're leading a group, or you're leading your family, or you're just leading yourself, right, through life. We do better when we lead with courage, right, with our, with our strengths, right? And here's, what we, here's how we define courage, the modern definition anyway, is the ability to do something that frightens us, or strength in the face of pain or grief. So courage involves this conscious decision to do in spite of fear, right, or trepidation. You know, it is often driven by a commitment to a moral or virtuous value, right? It's doing the right thing in the face of circumstances or conditions. So courage is usually fueled by faith. Kind of keep that aside for a second. We'll come back to that. But courage is, is usually fueled by faith. Good to remember, right? So the definition of courage has changed somewhat over the years, right? In, in one of its earlier forms, the word courage meant to speak one's mind by telling all of what is in one's heart. And I think that's a lovely definition, right? Because it comes, I mean, the word courage itself comes from the Latin core, which means heart. So to speak one's mind by telling all of what's in one's heart, I love it. So leading with courage, then, is to lead from the heart. It's a beautiful idea. That's courage, right? And, and, and the idea that courage is faith-fueled, right? Courage is faith-fueled. Ernest Holmes uh, said, humans are endowed with faith. I love this. He said, it's an error we should avoid is the mistaken concept that we must acquire faith that we do not have. Let us have the spiritual courage to face the immutable fact we will never have more courage I'm sorry, we will never have more faith than we have right now. We will never have more happiness than we have right now. We will never have more health or more abundance than we have right now. And the reason he said that is because we have limitless abundance, do we not? We have limitless health. We have limitless faith. We have limitless qualities of God all around us. We are immersed in them. This is what Ernest Holmes means when he says we'll never have more than we have now because we have infinity now. We have an infinite supply. We are infinite beings right now, whether or not we know it, whether or not we believe it, whether or not we see it. We are infinite beings right now. We just don't know it. And we demonstrate our belief in limitation all the time, don't we? 
There's only so much to go around. Oh, well. And if that's what we think we have, that's what we have. Right? If we believe there's only so much to go around, that's what we have. If we think we only have so much faith, that's what we have. We are limited by our own belief. Then that's all you have. And so this year, we started off with this theme for the month, the grand rising. This is what I want for all of us, is to up-level that idea. To up-level the idea of like, well, where's your limitation? Where's your lack? Where is your, where is your line in the sand? I can have this much, but I can't have more than that. It's just not possible for me. Where is that line drawn mentally in your own mind? Because that's what we're expanding. That's what we want to grow. That's what we're going to do this year. Take it to the next level, the higher level of expression, of demonstrating our desires. Remember the month's theme, a grand rising. What a powerful statement. That's what we want to do. We want to grow our consciousness, grow our faith in what's possible for us to think, in what's possible for us to believe, and in what's possible for us to demonstrate. And remember that courage to do that is fueled by faith. So what are we talking about when we talk about courage? I always think of the cowardly lion, don't you? <laughs> I were king of... Anyway. <laughs> right? So what is courage composed of? What is it? Right? What are the attributes of courage? When you think of courage, what do you think other than the cowardly lion? What does courage look like? Acting in the face of fear, right? That was part of the, de the definition. So courage is acting in the face of fear. Courage is following one's heart, right? It's following your heart and honoring our heart by speaking to what's in it. A lot of times that takes courage. Persevering even when our path gets difficult, right? A lot of times, particularly in, in, in faith philosophies, you know, when the path starts getting difficult, some people will just wander off and go, well, I guess God doesn't want that for me, right? Oh, well, I guess that's not in the cards for me, whatever. But it's persevering when the path gets difficult, sticking with what's right, Staying with what's right in your life, in your heart, in your mind, in the, in, in, while you are practicing the principles. That takes courage. Letting go of the familiar once you've outgrown it. <sighs> yeah, see, that's the one that everybody went, ugh. <laughs> Letting go of the familiar once you've outgrown it. That takes courage. That takes courage. Knowing when it's time to change, I mean, a lot of us, we get that, right? We know it's time to change, but then changing it, right? That can be the difficult part sometimes. Oh, yeah. And then there's facing failures and setbacks with dignity and feelings of opportunity. A failure is an event. That's all it is. It's not you. It's not who you are. It's just something that happened. Oh, it didn't work out. Oh, well do something else, right? A failure is not personal. It's just a thing. It's just a condition. And what we know about conditions is they change, right? They, they came as a result of a thought, and thoughts can be changed. Ernest Holmes said this in Power of an Idea. He said, failure does not mean the loss of something. 
Failure occurs only if the loss is of a thing that takes our enthusiasm, that takes our courage, that takes away our zest for life, that takes away our faith, our conviction, and takes our happiness from us. Then that's failure. Failure just means we tried something and it didn't work out. How many times have you tried something and it didn't work out? You dead? No, it didn't kill you. You're still here, right? Failure is not personal. It just didn't work out. Try it again, or you try something different. If that's what courage looks like, acting, honoring, persevering, changing, getting back up after you've gotten knocked down or, or failed at something, if that's what courage is, trying again, what does it take to demonstrate it? What does it take us to demonstrate it? And again, I'm going to go back to Ernest Holmes. He said, if we would only have the courage to look at our own way of thinking, we would find that we have hampered and restricted ourselves no less than any of those about us. But once we discover this, we are in the position to do something about it. We are ready to step out of our own self-imprisonment. We are no longer captive to our negative thoughts, but are free to hold our thoughts captive to our highest desire for good in our experience. And that's what I think of when I think of this theme for the month of January of a, of a grand rising. It's to, to grasp a new thought, to grasp a higher uh, intention for ourselves, to, to latch onto that grand rising and let it lift us. And I think one of the ways we demonstrate this courage, breathe, breathe with me. One of the ways we really demonstrate courage is by taking the mask off. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Taking the mask off. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the courage of authenticity, right? Taking the mask off. This is what we need to do, friends, <laughs> all of us. Take the masks off, you know? You know, do you ever talk to somebody and they say to you, well, I don't know, you're like, you're talking to me like, which hat am I wearing here? Am I wearing, like, the minister hat? Am I wearing the friend hat? Am I wearing the coach hat, you know, like... Which, which media you want to talk to? That's a red flag for me, folks. <laughs> if somebody says, which hat am I wearing? There is, there is no authenticity there, right? They're just playing roles. Different role, different thing. And it's like, that is absolutely a red flag. I don't want you in any hat. <laughs> I want the authentic self in all situations. I promise you, I will be the same person on the floor that I am on the platform. I promise you I will be the same person in the office or at lunch that I am on the platform. One of my most important spiritual practices is authenticity, right? We don't have to be perfect. We're already perfect. But we don't have to be perfect. You know, we always talk about whole, perfect, and complete, right? We are whole, perfect, and complete. That perfect means well, it doesn't mean flawless, it means lacking nothing. You know, do you know that definition of perfect? Lacking nothing, comes complete with everything. That's what we are, we are perfect. We come complete just as spirit made us with all of the qualities. So we are perfect. 
But in our authenticity, we get to be individualized expressions of that. So yeah, there's all kinds of stuff in there, isn't there? But this idea of being authentic is being yourself no matter what situation we find ourselves, right? Like, I don't have to act a different way in a different situation. I don't have to be another person in another situation. I don't have to wear different hats. You can wear hats if you like hats. Go ahead and wear hats. But you know what I mean. It's not about acting. It's not about acting different. The authentic self needs to be the authentic self in whatever, whatever situation you find yourself. I know I have a tendency to cuss. Sorry, I apologize up front for it, I swear. But, <laughs> but I swear, I try not to swear up here. But you know, I mean, eventually it happens. Here's the deal. You know, it is what it is. And, and it's just sort of authentically me, but it's just not a, a role that I, I'm, I'm not willing to play roles. I'm not willing to switch hats. I'm not willing to be something else in a different situation. And that takes years and years and years of practice sometimes, right? When you're used to wearing masks, it takes a long time for your blessed, beloved, whole, perfect, and complete self to shine through. And that's what we're all looking for. And that's what we're, we all want, is we want to feel safe enough to be our authentic selves in all situations. So that's one, that takes courage. That takes courage, but that's, authenticity is a demonstration of that. Another way we demonstrate courage is flexibility. Bleh, that's another word we don't like. <laughs> I mean, flexi- I want it my way. You know, if, if I rule the world, <laughs> right? I mean, how many times do you start off with that expression? Well, if I rule the world, you know, this wouldn't be happening, this would be happening, whatever, whatever it is. But flexibility is our ability to adapt to a changing situation, and what do we know? The level of condition, everything changes all the time, right? You can get your life exactly the way you want it, just perfectly. You go to sleep, wake up the next morning, it's different. (laughs) It's just different because things change, right? Things change all the time. And we have to be flexible to adapt to the things that we have no control over. Flexibility, the ability to adapt to a changing situation, a changing world. An unexpected change that calls us to perhaps find a different way to do something than we're used to doing it. Right? How many times have you been in a situation or in an organization like, well, we've never done it that way? You know? Yeah, well, welcome to the real world. You know, things change. Stuff changes. Being flexible, being able to increase our level of creativity. Right? Because I didn't do it this way before, but now I have to because things changed. I can do that. I can do that because we have an infinite well of creativity. We are an infinite well of creativity because we're spirit's own. And look at what spirit creates. Right? The entire universe and then some. Right? And all of that. That is the creativity that we have at our disposal. So flexible? Oh, heck yeah. Right? We can be flexible. We are creative beings. We were created after, right, in the image and likeness of the creative energy of the universe. So of course we can be creative. Of course we can come up with any numbers of ways. Of course when things change abruptly, right, when we get blindsided. Okay, (laughs) plot twist. (laughs) We're going a different way now. We come up with something else to do, some other way to do it. It It was President... I think President Polk, who, no, I'm wrong. 
I thought I was wrong, I was mistaken. Um, President Andrew Jackson, it was Andrew Jackson who said, it is a poor mind indeed that can't come up with at least two different ways to spell any word. <laughs> right? We are infinitely creative beings, that's what we do. That's flexibility. Okay, and finally, I think courage takes commitment. Courage takes commitment. It takes courage, self-discipline, inner strength to keep our commitments, right? We show up, we're authentic, we say what we mean, we keep our word, we do what we say we're going to do, we honor ourselves by being true to our word. I know we think we make commitments to things, right? They, we make commitments to organizations, or we make commitments to our significant others, or we make commitments to our family, but really, the commitment is to ourselves always. The commitment is always to ourselves. We don't really make commitments outside of ourselves. We say, I am the kind of person that does this. Right? So the commitment is always a self-commitment. We have practitioners who sign, right? Who sign on, the, on the line. They make a commitment to be a practitioner of vision. And that, in, that includes certain um, uh, uh, you know, um, commitments, <laughs> certain things, certain acts, presence in, in prayer and honesty and all those kinds of things. Uh, they make a commitment to attend meetings and to do the things that, that practitioners do. They make the commitment to themselves. They don't make it to me. They don't make it to vision. They make it to themselves. To be in integrity with themselves, they follow through in their commitments. So it takes courage to do that, right? And you know when you're out of integrity for something, right? You just absolutely know it. It doesn't feel good. When you say you're going to do something and then you blow it off, right? It just doesn't feel good. It damages our soul, right? It just damages our soul. We let ourselves down when we don't honor our commitments. You start to feel less about yourself. You know, Brene Brown does a lot of work on courage and vulnerability, and she said this. She said, stop walking through the world looking for confirmation that you don't belong. You will always find it because you've made that your mission. Stop scouring people's faces for evidence you're not enough you will always find it because you've made that your goal. True belonging and self-worth are not goods. We don't negotiate their value with the world. The truth about who we are lives in our hearts. Our call to courage is to protect our wild heart against constant evaluation, especially our own. No one belongs here more than you do. I love that. No one belongs here more than you do. You are an individualization of, of the spirit. Spirit has sought fit to create one of you. You're it. You, know? you have never been here before. You will never be here again. There won't be another you. You're it. An individualized expression of God. So we mustn't do things to damage that soul. We mustn't let ourselves down. We mustn't dishonor our own commitments. Ernest Holmes said this in Lesson 48. He said, have we then the courage and the conviction to abandon completely our littleness, 
even momentarily, to discard those small ambitions that we have to a greater good. Can we see beyond the hate, the struggle, the strife, the animosity, the viciousness of human thought to attain something more divine? That's the path for us this year. That is the grand rising. Mm. To attain something greater, to become that something that is more divine, that is what the grand rising is asking of us. Leading with courage looks like acting and persevering and changing and getting back up after knockdown and experiencing failure and trying again and demonstrating that courage with our authenticity, with our flexibility, with our commitment to our own personal truth. But by going back to the beginning, I had said courage is related to faith because faith is the foundation and the motivation of all of our creative and courageous deeds. Courage is faith-fueled. So if our faith is lacking, well, we need a faith lift. It's <laughs> really all there is. We need a faith lift. Believing without proof that spirit's in charge and all is well. And you just throw that out there. Just throw that out there and live like that. Right? Spirit's in charge and all is well. Whatever the condition that comes up in front of us. Oh, look, plot twist. Okay, this will work out fine too. Expanding our consciousness, knowing that with spirit, all is possible. Never fearing. Hmm, what's to fear when we are one as spirit? What is to fear when we are God and company? When, and you know who we are, right? We're the company. We're not, okay. So it's all we need. It is all we need. Giving up lack, giving up fear, giving up the belief in limitation, and accepting our grand rising accepting who we are in spirit. Ernest Holmes said, you have the power to draw upon the greatest reservoir of infinite wisdom capable of solving your every problem through the channel of an all-inclusive faith. You can because you believe you can. Absolutely, all the time. And Ernest Holmes said, do not, do not adopt the letter of my teaching, but the spirit. And you will find, as I did, you begin to formulate a system that works for you. Formulate the system that works for you. He said, I learned it for me. You have to learn it for yourself. You must develop your own faith and confidence in your own interpretation of God and the universe. Hmm. And I want to finish with this because this is an amazing and powerful affirmation. And... Uh, and Ernest Holmes said that the following affirmation has proved helpful, <laughs> I love that, and successful in the lives of many. It can help you establish your faith in a power which is greater, and if used consistently, can truly dissipate your worries. And here's what he says. The life within me is God life. Therefore, there is something within me that is never afraid, no matter what the appearance may be. There is something within me that is never anxious, for it knows only harmony, perfection in all things. I now feel this presence, and I know that all is well. 
wherever I am, God is. And wherever God is, I am. That is the grand rising we are moving toward. This is what we demonstrate this year. We are unstoppable. Thank you.